magic is power. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Jerry. What's going on, man? I'm just sitting on a cardboard box, <laughs> recording out of a tin can. All my belongings are packed up. So you made some bad investments is what you're saying. <laughs> no. I'm moving on up oh, to nice. a deluxe apartment on the west side. On the west side. Ooh. I think that's how the song goes. I don't rightly remember. <laughs> So uh, you're moving, you're moving, you're staying in Boston though, right? Yep, staying in Boston. Moving across the river. No longer in a van down by the river. <laughs> well, you can still be in a van down by the river, just on the other side, right? Yeah, you can always go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. When's the actual move day? Uh, I'm in my new apartment September 1st. Okay. So you yeah, I got, I got some busy weekends coming up. I don't think I'm going to be able to make TJs because of it. Yeah, I, I unfortunately also cannot make TJs because I'm starting... Uh, work at my new store that day, so I will unfortunately miss that event. But I'm sure a bunch of our locals will be there to represent for the LEL community, so that'll be awesome. Yeah, nice. Oh, there's like 2.5K cash tournament at yeah. the uh, DCU Center. So, yep, yep. yeah, August 29th, I yes, believe it is. I think it's Sunday. Yeah, should be good. And then, well, we'll get into it. Uh, we, we got some uh, some plans going on in the next few weeks. But before we do that, do want to mention uh, hipstersofthecoast.com. You know, we are brought to you every Friday on Hipsters. Uh, you know, you can find awesome legacy content on there and content really, for really every format, including games other than Magic, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, definitely check out Hipsters. Jerry, you got any articles coming out there soon? Nah, I, I took the summer off, man. Okay. <laughs> it's understandable. It's been a busy <laughs> yeah, summer well, for you. Yeah, well, the move, and then I'm going to be pulling my hair out in the next couple of weeks. I have uh, three weddings you know, <laughs> over the next three weeks. That's three more weddings I don't want to go to myself, so. <laughs> one of them's in a game store. I'm excited. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I heard about that one. That's yeah, awesome. Michelle's in uh, gaming, uh, gaming, et cetera. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And, uh, you know, if you want to support the show... You can visit patreon.com slash legacy. Patreon's awesome. It's a way to support uh, creators of content that you enjoy and appreciate. Uh, you can They have a very like awesome system where you can vary how much you want to donate per episode. Uh, you can set a min, uh, a max for the month. You can change at any time, cancel any time, all that stuff. So if you want to check it out, visit patreon.com slash legacy. And we had a, uh, a bunch of stuff go out this week. I shipped out, uh, I don't know, a stack of nine playmats. Uh, for patrons this week, I uh, sent out a bunch of stickers and a bunch more of the cards, um, the thank you cards and stuff. So uh, definitely check that out. It should be it's 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 an awesome site, and uh, we try to keep it updated with f- some fresh stuff, and we got some more stuff coming down the pipeline. So I I did not ship anything out because a certain someone <laughs> could not get me his address in time. Krishi, <laughs> everyone's gonna have to wait now. <laughs> Um, but what I do, what I do want to say before we got into the episode was just like a, a really heartfelt thank you to all the people who have donated to the raffles so far. Like those raffles have filled and fired faster than I expected, them, like way faster <laughs> than I expected them to. Um, so seriously, thank you so much for that. That was awesome to see so many people get into them. Some people, uh, obsessively re-entering on each sing- every single <laughs> raffle. I think. I mean, and geez. then pounding for the results videos afterwards. 
I think I think Chris might have a problem. We may need an intervention, <laughs> but we'll do that after we run all the all these because uh, all the money's going to a great cause. So, uh, no, yeah. but seriously though, um, I mean, Chris is obviously doing it because he wants to help out in the cause, and we really appreciate all the all that's going into it. And we are donating 100 percent of those funds uh, to um, to the charity. Uh, for Steve, Steve beats cancer for Steve beats cancer. Yeah. So, uh, we've raised a bunch already. We're going to do a few more raffles this week. Um, one of our listeners, one of our locals, a, a former guest in the show, Thomas Miley donated a bunch of play mats. So, yeah. um, so we're going to do some more, uh, some more raffles on that. So I think Chris is probably, uh, his ears are burning right now somewhere wherever he lives. <laughs> we also got, uh, Two of last year's Eternal Weekend binder with Jace the Mind Sculptor art on the front oh, and then Rashad and Ford on the back. Nice, so nice. Got two of those. They uh, also have like the best play mats at Eternal Weekend. If they had, yeah. If those become available, I will definitely try to get my name on a raffle for those. Um, those are <laughs> super sweet. I will definitely put my name in for that. There was actually a raffle page that Chris was a part of that he invited me to, and I got in on. And I found myself like raffle getting on way too many raffles. It was uh, it was dangerous. I can see why uh, he enjoys so much yeah well i i was doing it and i kept getting on like power raffles Ooh. and those are like those are like you might as well just play the real lottery because it's yeah. like twenty five hundred one dollar tickets <laughs> it's like yeah i'll take i'll take 25 spots like, you're like oh that's, that's i just did six of those yeah, I can get her ancestral recall for five dollars if this works out. It never works out. Yeah, but like at the end of the month, you spent three hundred dollars and you won like a playset of Thought Not Seer. <laughs> what's happened? But it is it is an awesome way to like to get cards out of your collection for people to have like a low, essentially like a very low investment, high fun uh, kind of kind of game for the cards. So I, I enjoy, it. and I think it's actually worked out really well. Rather than just trying to do like an auction where like one person has to spend like sixty dollars for a playmat. Like a bunch of people can spend four or five bucks and and get a chance at winning it, so I think that's a lot more fun. And we got a chance to raffle them off on stream, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, and then also I'm putting up uh, my leaving a legacy playmat. I don't think I'm gonna cap that one because I want everyone to get a chance to get in on it. Sure. So uh, I'm gonna throw it up tonight, and we will probably raffle it off, uh, give people time to hear this episode. So probably like the Tuesday or Wednesday afterwards. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll put that so. up there for sure. Yeah, thanks everyone for uh, you know all the all the work you put in. Yeah. You know, just getting in to you know help beat cancer because yes. cancer sucks. It does suck. Um, like, all right, well let's let's get into the episode unless there was something else you wanted to cover before we started up. Uh, I mean, I'm, I might have an aneurysm having post traumatic flashbacks to our stream from uh, <laughs> a couple nights ago. All right, well let's first of all let's talk about the stream number one. Uh, so we so Jerry came on and we played some some matches with Sneak and Show. I. I think when we started, I was two and one. I had beat Big Red twice and lost to Dredge, which was probably like just straight up variance at that point. Because I think we yeah. just, I just had some really. I mean, you weren't there for them, but I had some really bad draws in those games. So that's that's totally fine. I mean, that is. What uh, it is. You know, after you know you said that, I'm like, uh, maybe it's possible. But after seeing your Mulligan style, like, oh my oh god, you're giving me heart attack after heart attack. I, I don't think, think you had bad draws. I think you just threw them away. Jerry <laughs> likes to keep six land hands with a brainstorm and like, oh, yeah, this, oh is this is yeah, fine. This is yeah. Those six land hands are like City of Traders, Lotus Petal, Show Intel, Omniscience, Grizzlebrand, Forcible Backup. And he's like, yeah, this is it's terrible. We only have one land, and it's not blue. All, throw it away. First of all, we didn't have a, we weren't playing with Omniscience. Number one. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did post the stream on the Facebook page, uh, but it was really fun. We went four-one in our first league, and then I think we left off the second one at two and one. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we played five matches, yeah. and overall for the night we were four and one. Yep. Yep. So that's not too bad. Um, 
<clears throat> we had some really, really fun games. Uh, Jerry got to see my style of play, which was like, <laughs> Jerry was like, every time we went into a new game, Jerry had to go refill his drink. So <laughs> by the end, of the end of the stream, he was extremely saucy. And we had like a ton of people watching the stream, which was really cool too. I think I said it during the stream. You know what it was like? I finally, I have, uh, you know, a certain empathy for my parents now because I literally felt like I was teaching, like, my teenage son how to drive, and I'm just in the passenger seat, like, mashing down, like, where the brake would be if I was driving because <laughs> I'm just freaking out every time because I was just watching through Skype, so I had no control. He's <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is what you do. This is what you do. <laughs> I think I only made, like, one... I wouldn't even call it an egregious mistake. I think I only made, like, one mistake. Like, one one mulligan decision that That's you... not... No, that is not what the punt counter said. The punt counter was just Celso trying to drum up shit. So... It's... Um, there was the time when you had an active sneak attack, two red mana, grizzle brains in hand, and your opponent has a Caracas, and you just... And it clicked through the attack step. So oh, yeah. Couldn't... That's true. But, then, so, no, so, yeah, so what happened was... Yes, so like you're like, oh, go to attacks, and then you know what? I didn't click through the attack step. You know what it was? I, had, I didn't, you didn't have, have stop. stop. Yeah, I didn't have my like, stop set. It's one of those super frustrating, like would never happen in real life, but right. just because of the way Magic Online is, uh, it screws you over. And, and also, like I've never had to use that step because when I'm playing Prowess, like it doesn't matter if there's like if I I don't need to stop my attack step. So when with playing Blue Red Prowess, like it, it was a non-issue, so I just didn't set it because I didn't want games to be going to time unnecessarily. Like every stop you can remove that you don't actively need is like is just a time saver for you because you're clicking F2 or clicking OK less, you know? But, True. Uh, but yeah, the, the games were really fun. The deck is like super fun to play. Being able to draw 14 cards in a turn with Girls of Brand is like, now I get why you like that deck so much. <laughs> it is so much fun. Uh, we, yeah, we also had like really interactive games, which yes. is really fun. Yeah. Uh, with that deck, uh, there was a lot of lines of play that were not as obvious. Despite what some of the uh, the chat chat viewers would say. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember what we played against. We definitely played against Infect. We played against... Uh... Death and Taxes. Did we play against Death and Taxes? No. Yeah, that was the one. I believe that's the one you clicked through, Karak- or didn't click through, but didn't have stop set for Caracas. Uh, I don't think it was versus Death and Taxes, though. I can't remember what it was against, though. I don't think it was D&T. Yeah, I do remember. We definitely Infect. played like an Esper Stoneblade, like a like a, a Stoneblade deck. I don't know if it was. Uh, Esper maybe or that's or... what it was. Yeah, uh, uh, and then Deathrite Shaman, though, right? Oh, but yeah, the first like three matches were Deathrite Shaman, either Grixis or Check Pile, mm-hmm. which is which were all interesting, very interesting matchups. Um, but yeah, that deck is a, is a ton of fun to play. It is very very powerful, and like sometimes your hand is just like, oh, turn to Grizzlebrand, turn to Emrakul, and that sometimes like you just jam it, and that's enough to win the game, right? And then there are other times where you die from being beaten down by uh, Baleful Strix over 15 turns because <laughs> yeah, you can't find too. a creature. That did happen, too. That was that was pretty rough because it got to the point where he had, like, True Name Nemesis, Baleful Strix, and two Deathrite Shaman on board. And it was just like – we actually ended up getting getting him punting and giving us an extra turn because he failed to drain us on our end step with the Deathrite Shamans. He untapped with them up. So – uh, we had that going for us, but we just never drew into a threat, like a, fa- a fast enough threat. Like the one time we landed it, like at Emrakul, I think he had, or if it might have been an Emrakul or a Grizzlebrand, he had um, a Diabolic Edict for it. So like we had to attack and he just edicted us for it. So, um, yeah, it, that's that's where you get the super frustrating parts of the Sneak and Show deck is sometimes you just have games where you're literally just like, all I need to do is top deck a creature or even just a cantrip in the next 10 turns. Yeah. 
and you just go land and land. That, that was and that was the game too, where like our opponent really like just brought in like surgical extractions against us and was like surgicaling our brainstorms and our ponders, which like I understand if you take those out of the deck, it does make the deck much more difficult to function. But it just seemed like that's not what you want to be surgicaling if you if you can help it. Right. I mean, we had an active sneak attack in play. We literally needed to draw any one of our eight creatures. Right. And that was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but the stream was really fun. Um, I definitely want to do it again. I think people enjoyed it. We had I had a bunch of new followers for the night. My email, my inbox was like crammed full uh, when I when we ended the stream, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, I wanted to thank everyone for hanging out in the stream. It was a ton of fun. I think people like watching a stream together, Jerry. Well, I mean, I think they just like watching me. I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. And and also, what I do want to mention is that it wasn't a Friday night, too. And generally, I found that Friday nights are the worst night for me to stream because people are generally out playing Magic that night. And that's what I've, I've usually had my, my least viewership. And this was our, the most popular stream that I've done, so that was really cool. Nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so now that we're talking about Sneak and Show, just something I kind of wanted to touch on real quick, and this is going to be a short episode this week because you got a lot of stuff going on, I have a lot of stuff going on, but, um, you know, Jerry, like, when it comes to playing a new deck, right, let's say you're, you know, you, let's say you're in my shoes, right, and you pick up Sneak and Show and you've never really played the deck, like, outside of just playing a ton of games, like, what is your go-to for learning a new deck? Like, do you do you go to articles? Do you, Are there are certain streamers you like to watch? Do you try to go to YouTube, look for videos on demand? Do you go to the source and read through 150 pages of people shitting on each other? Like, what is your go-to? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm serious. That, that's what the source yeah. is, right? Like, I mean, I it, can't... it's more constructive than that most of the time, but, but what is your go-to for, for getting better with a deck? Um... I kind of take a more holistic approach. I don't really try and get better at specific decks. I try and get better at, uh, like, strategies. Mm -hmm. So rather than, like, pick up uh, Blue Red Delver and try and learn how to play Blue Red Delver, I I look up, you know, tempo articles, how to play a tempo deck successfully, how to, you know, who's the beatdown, who's, you know, when to be aggressive, when to be defensive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I just can't do stuff like the source, uh, or it, it's not even just the source, just basically any blog style or like forum style website. Just my brain doesn't click with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm much more like interactive. So if I'm interested in a new deck, I'll pick up the deck and I'll just ask people that I know who have played the deck before, uh, it, you know, what they think about the deck, how to, you know, use the deck. And, you know, what its strengths and weaknesses are. So I'm, I'm much more interactive when it comes to learning a new deck. I can't really sit down and just read it off a page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found, like, the same way. And I think, like, a lot of a lot of people who I've heard talk about getting better with decks say similar things. Like, how do you get better at magic is just play more magic. Like, there's only so much um, uh, kind of, <clears throat> what's the word for it, like hypothesizing you can do that's really like that's useful or how much uh, theory crafting you can do that's actually useful sometimes the best results are just going to come from jamming a lot of games mm -hmm. and it's also hard because you really got me off guard with that question because eventually it gets to the point when you just play legacy for so long just play all these different decks mm -hmm. that unless there are new cards involved um, a lot of decks are going to feel familiar. Yes. You know, like, I've played mid-range decks, I've played aggro decks, I've played control decks, I've played combo decks. You know, yes, they're all different, they all have their nuances, but once you kind of get those main archetypes down, um, you know, you really have solid footing to go off of. And yeah. when learning a new deck, it's not so much the style of play, so much as, you know, learning 
what mana you're gonna f- you fetch out first. If you're playing like a three color deck, when do you get your Bayou compared to your Underground Sea or your Tropical Islands? What are the scenarios? The, the, which is a really good point because if you remember, like we were playing the Sneak and Show deck, and I was like, oh, we just fe-, like we had like two Volcanics, like um, an Ancient Tomb, and we had a Fetch Land up, and it was like a it was Scalding Tarn. I'm like, oh, like let's just fetch, fetch Basic Island here, and you're like, no. What you want to do is actually fetch an additional Volcanic so that you can. Uh, be, have it for your sneak attack activation if that happens to be the card that we draw for the next turn or whatever. So, right, that that was in the Caracas matchup yes. where you were just like, oh, it doesn't matter. We have our mana. I'm just going to get an island here. I'm like, no, because next turn we need to cast sneak attack, which costs a red mana. We're going to have to activate sneak attack to put Emrakul in play, mm-hmm. and then after they bounce Emrakul. With their Caracas, we're going to want to recast right. the uh, Emrakul. Unfortunately, right. it stops it in agree, but yeah. that was the plan. And yes. if we had fetched an island instead, we wouldn't have had that extra mana in order to play around Caracas. Yeah, and we would have a- ended up being 5-0 on the night. Cause I, or actually, no, we ended up winning that game because the game, the game, the match yes. we lost was to the... The, the, the Grixis uh, deck. Yeah, the Grixis deck, correct, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, but that's... Those are the kind of those nuanced things, right? Or like when I was streaming uh, Hex Depths with Tom Hep, um, <laughs> like those really like, and that is even more nuanced of a deck, right? Like, yeah, the, that's the type of super thing. deep, super super deep. Right, that's the type of thing that when people say you know the best way to learn it is to just get games in, those are like the types of things that people mean when they say that. Those are the type of you know lessons that you can only really learn from the deck by playing the deck. And try and you know visualizing all different angles of how the decks are going to be uh, you know attacked from. Yeah, it's kind of a you know little fingers chaos is a ladder type deal. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to you have to kind of just you know you have to put yourself in your opponent's shoes. What is your gonna what is your opponent gonna do to disrupt you from winning the game? You know this is especially true when you're playing combo decks. Yes. You know how is your opponent gonna stop you from winning? And how are you going to take steps in order to circumvent their efforts so that you can still win despite their best efforts? And, you know, I have another. I have a little question for you, kind of a side note, and not really on topic, but like, <clears throat> with miracles being less of a presence in the format, like, what do you? What would you rather be playing against, like a Swords to Plowshares deck or a Diabolic Edict deck? So people ask that all the time. I, I assume you're still referring to like Sneak and Show. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. In, yeah. in that context, yeah. Yeah, people ask that to me, and I, I really don't have a good answer. I don't know what I want to be playing against with Sneak and Show, other than, like, mono green dot deck that is just, like, <laughs> creatures and knowing, like, I'd love to play against, like, Zoo. That yeah. would that would be awesome. Yeah. But, like, other than something like that, like, as far as, like, Delver or Esper or, you know, Blue-White Stoneblade or other combo decks... I don't really have preferences as far as I want to see. It's more like I sit down, I see what I'm playing against. Okay, this is how I beat this particular deck. Sure. But I do know very strongly what I don't want to see. <laughs> Does that uh, have to be Thalia and company? I mean, besides Death and Taxes, <laughs> I, Death and, the Death and Taxes matchup actually has gotten a lot better now that the deck has evolved to adding uh, three omniscience to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not the Cutting Wish, you Omnitel <laughs> truthers out there. <laughs> Grigley and Co are just degenerates. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure he owns stock in Cunning Wish. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) Um, just having the omnisciences in the deck has made the Death and Taxes matchup a lot better uh, now in you know this particular meta. But now even more annoying is the discard. Mm -hmm. Discard is very difficult to beat for most combo decks, and especially Sneak and Show. Like, if you're Hellbent and your opponent has a Liliana in play, you might as well scoop them up. Because you have to basically go runner-runner with, like, sneak attack, 
uh, fatty on top in order right. to win the game. Right. And in that order, too. <laughs> and in that order, exactly. <laughs> Which makes it extremely tough. Yeah, so uh, we've been seeing a lot of thought seizes come back. We've been seeing a lot of cabal therapies out of the uh, the Grixis and Checklists with young Pyromancer. Um, I've even been seeing him to Torax pop back up again. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely been around. I mean, we've seen, like, the bug decks become a lot more popular. And, like, this isn't something that we're going to broach on this uh, episode. But I do want to talk about Deathrite Shaman in the format. Um, there are people who are calling for its, you know... If not a outright ban, people saying that it's too powerful, which I guess is also the same as calling for a ban. Um, I know the uh, the Texas Lurgoys podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, is a good podcast on Vintage Legacy as well. Um, they're actually talking about that tonight. They're doing a, a podcast on Deathrite Shaman, so see what their take on it is. But um, and I don't want to I don't want to open up that can of worms tonight because that will turn this uh, this shorter episode <laughs> into a two hour long marathon episode, and I don't want to do that to us. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think that's something that we can certainly bring up in the next uh, next week or so because I think that it that's kind of a subject that's on a lot of people's minds and like uh, does Deathrite Shaman is it something that's holding the the format together is it becoming oppressive like kind of where that where that line in the sand is I think for a lot of players I don't, I don't even know what that means it holds the format together <laughs> oh I, can, yeah. so, so I, I don't really want to get into it but. Uh, <laughs> The glue of the four. Well, I mean, I think spinning like, on my floor. So, like, all right. So, Deathrite Shaman decks that you see, like you see Grixis Delver. I, yeah, I know Grixis Delver and Grixis Control are both like pretty big chunks of the format, like twelve percent and ten percent, uh, respectively. This is like from MTG Top Eight. Now, granted, this is like also online uh, events. If we wanted to do like live tournaments, the, the numbers are probably a little different. Grixis Delver in eight percent and. Uh, actually, Grixis Control and six percent. So, but there are other decks in there, like like the Bug Mid Range decks. Um, uh, let's see what else would be up here. I guess like yeah, that's probably about like the, the top three that you control: Bug Mid Range, Grixis Delver. That are all Deathrite Shaman decks, but I don't think that it's become oppressive in any by any sense. Um, it, it looks like the like the metagame is actually. Like, if you go to MTG Top 8, you look at last tournaments, and the la- live tournaments in the last two months, like, there are a lot of decks on there that are, and not a single one of them is a double digits right now, the percentage of the game. And like, isn't that where you want to be, where you have a bunch of 8s and 5s and 4s? You know, like, I don't know, it just seems to me like the, the format is exactly where it should be, and people who are complaining about Deathrite Shaman, just because there's so much of it out there, doesn't mean that it's oppressive, it just means that there's a few different decks that are u- using that card, you know? Uh, I just think I don't think it's needs to be banned. I don't. I don't. I don't think it should have ever been printed. Is my stance like I don't? It's here. We have to deal with it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. I just. I just think that it's like the most mid rangey card. Like it gives mid range decks gas in this format where they wouldn't have gas. The way I see it is, it's just one more card for the homogenization of legacy. Um, I, hate, you know. I hate that. Like that. That mindset. No, but it's like, true. An eternal format is like going to be. Is going to flesh out like the most the most effective decks. But it's like, so true. So before it was like, all right, every legacy deck has Force of Will, Ponder, and Brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, all right, everyone has Force of Will, Ponder, uh, Brainstorm, Deathrite Shaman. Uh, then during Miracles, every deck has Force of Will, Ponder, Brainstorm, Deathrite Shaman, Abrupt Decays because you need the Abrupt Decays. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's gotten back to now that. Miracles isn't such a dominant part of the format that people aren't running as many abrupt decays, mm-hmm. but it's still just 
you know, it it monopolized the mid range decks with green and black with Deathrite Shaman. But I think that's you know? like that's like fine. Like if you're playing if you're playing an aggressive deck that's in blue, you're gonna play Delver of Secrets and no one's saying that Delver of Secrets needs to get banned. I mean, before Deathrite Shaman was printed. Well, uh, I I personally think, you know, there have been mistakes in the past. We have to live with those mistakes. But I think there are certain color combinations that are unjustly suppressed because of the cards that have been printed. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Like, I don't know. I, I still think Deathrite Shaman's a fine card. Like, is it extremely good? Yes. Is it beatable? Absolutely. Because you don't see Deathrite Shaman taking down every tournament out there. Um it's it's not even like yeah. I mean it's definitely the most popular creature being played right now, but it's not even close to brainstorm force of will ponder. Even wasteland is played more than 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 deathrite shaman. I don't well, know. I hope so. Wasteland's a colorless land that goes in every deck. Well, almost every deck. We don't we don't <laughs> play it in sneak. Uh, I mean maybe actually I think there was a time when they ran a few copies when uh, really? Caracas was a bigger deal. Oh okay, yeah that makes sense. Um, there was also a time at, uh, Sneak and Show ran Caracas for the mirror match because mm-hmm. Sneak and Show was the most popular deck in the format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was like right after Grizzlebrand was printed. Um, all right, well just uh, so let's see. So we talked about how you get better. I like I like to look <laughs> did at we? We, did, we sort of did. I like to, I we basically to, said get good scrub. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, so I think, like, there's probably two different approaches you take, right? Like, as a brand new Legacy player, when I was pl- started playing Blue Red Delver, I watched a lot of videos, I read a lot of articles, read the source, like, the whole the whole thread. Um, I did that kind of a, like, uh, sort of route because because I was also learning the format and the deck. But now that I'm, like, playing Sneak and Show, I don't feel like I need to go and, like, look up and look up all these articles on how to play Sneak and Show, or look at, like, the, like YouTubers playing Sneak and Show. Like, I just don't feel the need to do that, because I sort of know what the deck's trying to do, and I kind of know what, the, like, other decks are trying to do versus Sneak and Show, so it seems a little bit more straightforward. And it is a pretty straightforward combo deck in general, um, but I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, it's probably very contextual as to, like, where you are in the format, how experienced a legacy player you are, but I think that, like, if people are looking for those resources like there are a lot of resources resources out there to learn decks so you can like I, like you said you can check out like hipsters or like uh, any number of of you know online sites that do uh that do content like that um youtube's a great place for that the source is a great place for it so i wish there were there. i wish there was more youtube content on um like deck primers i think there would... there's a there's actually there's, so the best ones some. i've seen are like um so, all right, there's a few that I've seen that are actually really good, um, and, you know, not to, like, toot our own horn, but we had we had Zach Cook on, and he is a, an excellent Infect player, but his podcast, uh, you know, his show Legacies Allure, does, like, a ton of in-depth deck techs on a bunch of li- different Legacy decks, um, so that's a great resource, because that is, like, an in-depth primer on a ton of different decks. Um, I've also seen some good stuff from, like, some of the Channel Fireball content producers who will, like... The, the the format is sort the, the format of the deck tech is like let's do a a league we'll choose a legacy deck we'll talk about it for five minutes before we do the league and then run through the I think those are pretty helpful yeah with me my problem with that is about halfway through uh, those videos I'm like oh I can just be doing this myself on Magic Online yeah, which and is like I... <laughs> which is like that's the that's the line though right is like again 
if you're a brand new player, it probably behooves you to watch the entire five rounds. But like as like you, Jerry, you know that you know the format pretty well. Like you can probably watch like <laughs> just look at the list and be like, oh, this is what the deck is trying to do. And then sometimes you'll you'll glean some really neat information from players who are playing. Like I was watching uh, Andrea Maguchi streaming uh, Sneak and Show actually uh, a week or two ago before I put the deck together, and it was interesting. Like I, it, he didn't really say anything that like blew me away, but it was worth watching because I didn't know the deck as well as some would. Yeah. So. Those are good for, like, picking up, like, the little tips and tricks, um, like uh, Entombing Coffin Purge for the flashback. Um, you know, those are the lines of play that you wouldn't really notice at first glance, but once you see the cards interact that way, you realize, oh, this deck has actually more synergy than I gave it credit credit for. Um, so, yeah, so but, you know, if you're looking for resources, obviously hit up the Facebook page. There are a bunch of players on there who know a ton of information, uh, who are very good with uh, with their respective decks. And uh, you know, reach out to the, reach out to us in the cast. We can always point in the right direction. Oh yeah, awesome. We should uh, we haven't done it in a while, but we should bring back the what the hell should I play? Yeah, that was a, that was a fun segment. I, I enjoyed that. Um, all right, well, let's get into Hascon because we have Hascon coming up. What is it, the eighth, ninth, eighth, ninth, and tenth of September? So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday down in <laughs> lovely Providence, Rhode Island. It's Hasbro's. Uh, all the all the licenses that they own are going to be there. Um, Jerry and I are both going. We're going in, in the capacity of content producers slash influencers, so, you know. I am definitely good. an influence on the youth. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be is, fair, though, I mean, you say it, but if, if you had to go to, like, any brand's, like, personal convention, there's worse ones to choose than Hasbro. I mean, totally. besides besides Magic, you got, you know, Transformers. I mean, Michael Bay, we're not going to speak of, but Transformers first was awesome. First of all, the first Transformers up. movie was great. <laughs> Transformers growing up was awesome. Plus, they got all the Star Wars licenses. Like, I'm excited to see the Star Wars I, stuff. I, I don't think there's going to be that much Star Wars stuff because they haven't really mentioned it yet. Like, I feel uh, like if there was going to be a bunch of Star Wars shit, you would know that there was going to be Star Wars stuff. And they really haven't talked point. about that. Yeah, that's fair. Although, maybe they'll surprise us with some. If they've surprised with Star Wars shit, I'll be, I'll be over the moon. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because you know, you know what I mean? That's, like my, that's my favorite thing in the world, man. Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so... also Nerf. Nerf you know, my there. little pony for you, Pat. Yeah, take off. Um, yeah, so there's there's some cool stuff that that they do. The only thing I'm really interested in, honestly, if Magic wasn't there, I wouldn't give this a second thought. But since Magic is going to be there, I'm definitely uh, going down there. We're going to try to draft some iconic masters. Um, we will. What do you mean try? Well, we'll draft some. We're going to draft some <laughs> iconic masters. We're going to try to draft it for free. That's what I should say. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, hey Hasbro, if you're listening, like, like we will, I will do three drafts if you let me draft it for free. If I and I'm gonna talk I will, about, I will it. put in the time, I will sacrifice my will, time, yeah, for the good of fun. the people. If it's fun, if the first draft turns out that it's a bad draft format, I'm just not gonna play anymore. Uh, sir, we have you contractually obligated for three drafts. Nah, wow. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I already got my ship and dragon. I can go home. <laughs> Um, so, so there's that. Um, I'm really excited to see what Iconic Masters is. Like, is it going to be old card frames? Is it going to go back to, like, our artifact going to be brown again? You know, like, make artifacts brown again, I think is a good hashtag we should be using. Um, um I don't think you can make that trend. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers, Pat. I'm crossing my fingers because Morrow's there, and on Friday, he's doing the 25th anniversary of Magic, uh, speech. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that during that he reveals in Iconic Masters that the reserve list is gone and it's being reprinted in Iconic Masters. Oh my god. 
I Joe, will... our friend of the cast, Joe, the one who has convinced <laughs> me to buy all of my Black Border Dual Lands against my wish, came up with this great conspiracy theory that makes perfect sense, and it all plays directly into this moment, Pat. <laughs> This is my moment. I'm going to be like that crazy guy just standing on the mesa with his uh, with his cult followers waiting for the aliens to come. This is my moment, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to crack that first pack and I'm just going to be underground sea, just sitting there staring back at me. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so hashtag make artifacts brown again. Uh, um, we're definitely going to be playing some Iconic Masters. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, a, like a demo with Jerry and I of Magic the Gathering Arena. And also maybe, like, get a chance to sit down and talk with some of the developers of that game. So um, stay tuned for that. It probably won't be legacy-centric, obviously, but um, I think we could probably get some really cool content and at least throw it up on Hipsters and, and maybe the, the Patreon page as well if we can get, like, a... Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, it should be really neat. Um, but, yeah, so playmats have gone out. More stuff's going to get raffled this week. Hascon's in, uh, what, next week? So the week after this gets released. And, uh... We'll do another Sneaker Show stream, maybe this week. I don't know. Depends on depends on what Jerry's schedule is. Like, I'll I'll definitely do one by myself. Well, but I I really 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 like doing it with a second person. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Well, next we have the Doomsday stream. We promised. Pat. Yes. Oh yeah. That that will be going on for sure. Um, if not Friday night, then Saturday night after Hascon. I'm trying to get. I what I'd like to do is is you and I go down to dinner. Um, after uh after uh, Hascon on, on Saturday, but I know you have the wedding on Sunday, so we'll see what we have <laughs> Going from work to Pat's house to Hascon to a bachelor party, and then from the bachelor party to Ooh. another wedding. <laughs> There's a bachelor party? When's that? On Sunday? Uh, yeah, so Josh, Josh Sissio's back. No, that's on Saturday. So the wedding's on Sunday, but they okay. rented us a house because I'm all I'm in the wedding party. Uh-huh. So, so, <laughs> so wait, I'm going the from the bachelor party is party. the night before the wedding? <laughs> yeah, it's a different bachelor party. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's a different wedding. It's a different for it's the bachelor party for a different wedding. That's oh, why it's so Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing, Jerry. So this is what I'm dealing with, people. I'm busy. All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So, but uh if any of our listeners or any of our friends are going to Hascon, please let us know. I would love to either like, I don't know, host a breakfast at my house before we go down cuz I, I I love to cook for people or perhaps we like we find a place on the way down there um uh down to the the dunk as I like to call it. Uh, I think that's where it is at, right? The Dunkin' Donuts Center? I don't know. Yeah, if it's still called the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's in Rhode Island. It has to be. Like, what else is going to be? Well, I don't know. They they change the convention center names every two the years buddy, up The Buddy CNC Center? Like. The Tweeter Center, the Comcast Center. Uh, <laughs> well, the... I, think it's, I think it stopped being Tweeter when Tweeter went out of business. Yeah, Dunkin probably. Donuts is still, is still, you know. <laughs> then it was the Xfinity Center, then the Bank of America Center. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if you're going to Hascon... Please let us know. We'd love to meet up with you, even if it's not for breakfast, even if it's during the day. Uh, give us a shout. We'll have stickers and shit. Um, so come by and say hi. We'll get some free stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, Jerry, you want to uh, get into some scoops? Scoops! All right. <laughs> Who are you scooping in this week, Jerry? Uh, I'm definitely scooping in Tom Smiley and Adam Wallace. Thanks, Hell guys, yeah. so much for uh, for donating the, the play mats and the various goodies for uh, for the raffles. So Yeah, like, super yeah. awesome. Like, we're all Magic players. We all have a bunch of, like... We all have a bunch of extra swag, right? But most of us like hoard it. We like pile it in our rooms and sleep on it like uh like Smaug in in uh in uh what the fuck is it? The uh, Hobbit? Yeah, the Hobbit. We're like we're like laying you in our pile nerd. of swag. I'm not nerd. a fake nerd. I've read that book many times. I'm just a father. I've had very little sleep the last week and a half. 
no, but we're like laying like the dragon, and we're in our gold, but it's just a bunch of play mats and like deck boxes and sleeves, and we're, we sleep on it, and we don't let I, anyone have it. I don't know where this metaphor came from, but <laughs> I'm just saying I, it was nice. No, of them I, I can admit to... because I just packed up all my stuff, and I'm gonna say magic makes up like two large Tupperware containers, <laughs> like not like a full twenty-five percent like of my belongings are magic cards. Yeah, uh, but it, it is awesome that they are willing to relinquish some of their some of their hoard of treasures. <laughs> uh, also, gonna scoop in my niece because I taught her how to play magic this Hell week. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I put together the you know I had to do it old school. You know the way we should all learn is I put together two forty card decks, mm-hmm. uh, no sleeves, put them in two Ziploc bags. <laughs> <laughs> were they elastic band around as well? I couldn't that... find elastic bands. Oh, no. I, I didn't have the elastic bands, but they were in the Ziploc bags. And I made like two decks. They were like just pretty much like mono creatures with just like one or two other things that I'm like, okay, if we draw them, we'll get into it. But yep. it's supposed to be just, you know, creatures versus creatures. So I made like a, gr- a mono green deck with like elves and wolves and bears. I'm like, oh, I should like this. This is all real nice. And then I made like a mono black deck. That was like all like zombies and just like Hell black yeah. like it, the, both decks were just like basically booster you know booster draft chafe yeah. comments. Yeah, <laughs> of course you wouldn't give away any money cards, Jerry. Well, no, I'm not gonna. I mean, she's she's five years old. <laughs> she just stopped putting things in her mouth like last Be- year. Beta swamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beta swamps now. <laughs> so I put them together. I'm like, oh, she like this, and I made like the black deck. I'm like, oh, I'll be the bad guy, and I bring them over. I'm like, all right, we're gonna play. She's like, okay. I want this deck and just grabs the black deck. Nice. <laughs> like, so all right, she, good choice. <laughs> so she wasn't playing with charging badgers, what you're saying? Did she no. go like turn one, turn one like lotus petal, dark ritual, entomb, entomb, <laughs> reanimate, grizzlebrand. <laughs> no, she did not do that against me. But if draw she did, seven, I would have been so proud, Uncle. <laughs> um, she did. She is already the master of the slow roll, though. <laughs> So we're so we're playing and like as we're playing I realize like oh wow like unintentionally I made this black deck way better than this green deck cuz the green deck was just basically like big dumb creatures yeah and like the black deck was like like death touch and nice. like it had like four grave diggers that like when it comes into play return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand which is really good in mono creatures <laughs> <laughs> So she was like crushing so I have I'm hellbent no creatures in play, like eight swamps on, uh, eight forests on the battlefield. I'm on one life. <laughs> and she has like five creatures, one of which being like a one, one, uh, like flying, uh, like dusk imp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is the cool thing. It's like, I don't have any creatures now because you killed them all. But if I did have creatures. Because <laughs> you killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> if I did have creatures, I wouldn't be able to block this imp because it's flying and it has one power and I have one life. So you would kill me. She's like, oh, yeah, that is cool. I'm like, so, you know, you attack and you win. She's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> and I, I don't want to kill you yet. You want to play with it. She's playing with her plaything. Yeah, she's like, she's like, go. <laughs> like, all right. I draw a card. It's like, uh, forest, play it. Go. She's like, okay. I'm not going to attack you yet. Go. <laughs> Jesus, just dangling me out to dry. That's amazing. Uh, so she had a blast for her first magic game. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Uh, so scoop into her for sure. Yep. What about you, Pat? Uh, you... This this week I'm gonna definitely gonna scoop in Tom Smiley, uh, 
who is who's donated a bunch of stuff to the to the cast for like I said the the raffles, which has been awesome. I also just want to like scoop in our listeners who have who have been in on the uh, the raffles. It's been so awesome to see the uh, the the support from the Magic players, even though it's someone who's not in our community. It's been a really it's always. I don't know, man. I feel like we've done a lot of good with the podcast. Like, we've donated a lot of money to MGCast. We've donated a lot of money to Wounded Warriors. We did one for, uh... What, Beth what was Israel. The, what's that? Was it Beth Israel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've done some really cool stuff, um, and it's all really been pushed by our listeners. So just wanted to thank everyone out there who, who listens to the podcast. Um, and everyone who got to tune into the stream. That was super fun. Um, I enjoyed playing with Jerry. We'll definitely try to do it more often. Um, I think it's a lot of a lot of fun for those as well. And uh, let's see, who else want to scoop this week? I don't know. I think that's probably it. Probably yeah, that's it. No one else. It's an no elite one. top eight. It is with my niece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll slow roll you in the finals. Erin <laughs> uh, Campbell just uh, posted a picture of her beating uh, Bob Wong. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Magic Online. <laughs> Good. Okay, I'm glad for the clarification. I'm pretty sure he's Grizzlepuff, right? I'm almost positive. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Dice game, Pat? Oh, right. I forgot about that. We're still doing that? Yeah, we're still doing that. All right. Yeah, we'll do it. You got a D20, Jerry? Uh, I don't because everything's packed, but the internet does. I can get one here if you want. I have a deck box. Oh, they're not right. this deck oh. box, though. RNG gods. RNG gods. You ready? All right, go for it. And a one. We got 42, 42 songs in here, by the way. We have to go through this D20 twice. More than <laughs> twice, just to clear this shit list of songs. Whoa, whoa. You Most of these down. are bad, Jerry. Most of these are bad songs. <laughs> the DuckTales theme song is on there. Also, is A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton, so... Mm, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's chosen today. I'm going to make you listen uh, to it. The RNG gods declare that the number is three. <laughs> That is a huge letdown. Why? Um, just that's just not like a long. It's not a big number. Hold on, wait a second. There's only there's a limit as to how many people are how many songs people are allowed in here. This is Raymond Jake. Raymond has two songs in a row on this list. <laughs> uh, this one is let's see, Dem Demilch Demil Let's Demilic. When the sun drank the weight of water. That sounds like goth metal. When the sun drank that or uh some like neo-spiritualistic uh, ambiance music <laughs> that, that they play in, like, crystal healing shops in Cambridge. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is definitely, like, a metal metal band. No, It's, like, none. all skeletons and dark and... Is it frightening? Are you scared, Patrick? I'm a little scared. It's an ad loan. This is, this is a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was... Now I can't. Son of a bitch. I have to adjust my music settings. What happened? Oh, that's why I have... Oh. I guess it works. It looks it's like a Swedish metal band. Alright, well this is what we're going with this week. Alright, play us out with this something sweet Swedish metal band. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> 